So what's up, what's up everyone? Um, uh, I wanna start a new category um, uh, of teachings called Fresh Out The Box. Um, there's definitely a, a golden age of hip hop reference there. Um, that has various meanings to me. One of the meanings is, you know, you can't, God cannot be boxed in. You can't put God in a box, you know, you know, so he can't, he doesn't, he can't be, uh, you know, he doesn't live in temples or buildings that meant that, that mankind makes, you know, he, um, it, you know, the only place that he'll dwell is a human heart. And, and also what it also means to me, fresh out the box is that it's fresh out the box and it's rhema. It's fresh revelation. Uh, it's not something that I heard from another teacher, another preacher. I don't like teaching and preaching things that I that I hear from you know just other people you know I'd rather refer you to them to the actual teacher and preacher if I'm impacted by by someone I want to go ahead and put their link here in my YouTube page um, I'm not saying that you cannot learn from other teachers or preachers obviously you can if that weren't the case there'd be no need for me to do this video but um, I'm not one to do that I, you know I, I don't like doing that so I just want to share with you guys fresh revelation that the Lord gives me and what I want to teach on today is deception now I may have to do a part two of this because um there's there's just so many uh details that i want to get into uh with this there's just a lot of content um having to do with this and basically what is deception right my gosh i mean i can obviously can only teach what the lord has revealed to me there's so much to learn on this what is deception um well you know deception basically is you know satan invented deception um, Jesus said, uh, you know, Satan is the father of lies, which means that in all of existence, there never existed the idea of sounding like and looking like the truth, but then hiding false intentions. So that's basically what deception is. It's hiding, you know, uh, false intentions or hiding, you know, alternate, you know, intentions, unknown intentions. Right. So, um, you know, like, uh, so you know, obviously for selfish motives, right? And, and, and the main power of deception is not even about us being deceived. It's about us deceiving ourselves, right? Which is why the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? Which is such a crazy statement. Who can know it? Like, in other words, you cannot figure out yourself how you're deceiving yourself. You can't, you know what I mean? Because, because it will just be part of the deception, right? Um, all you can do truly is surrender your heart. That's all you can do um, is surrender your heart, which is what King David would do when he would say, Lord, test my heart and show me if there's any unclean way with me. Um, and it's because he knew that if he begins to reason with his heart, his heart is going to convince him of a lie and he's going to create his own truth. He's going to copy and paste and create his own truth. And since David didn't want to be deceived, you know, he would surrender his heart to God and let the Holy Spirit convict him and let the Holy Spirit deal with him and the Holy Spirit show him, you know, what he needs to change, right? Which is when we really make God our God, right? Which is why David would say, oh my, oh God, oh God, oh my God. He would differentiate. He would acknowledge God as God Almighty with or without him. And he would also acknowledge God as his personal God. Um, because, you know, like he's just God until we surrender, then he's our God. And so deception is the power of the enemy, right? This is everything the enemy does witchcraft, voodoo, child sacrifice, everything that he does comes down to deception. It comes down to deceiving you. Why? Because mankind has free will. And, and if we use our free will to honor God, Satan cannot do anything about it. Right? So, um, he, 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 he works on deception. Um, 
The Bible says uh, the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one, right? The whole world, is, world I'm sorry, is under the sway of Satan. And so, um, you know, that's his power. Everything he does is to deceive us, right? Um, when the Bible says, those that hear my words and do them, I will liken to a wise man, meaning I will give them revelation, who built their house on the rock. The rock is revelation, right? Who, or, or of who God is, It's right? Um, and when the storms came and the floods came, their house stood. What that means is um, when the deception, every form of deception came, temptation, sin, abandonment, rejection, persecution. When all these things came, your house stood on the truth and you weren't deceived. So everything the enemy does comes down to deception, right? Um, when Satan left heaven, he took one third of the angels with him. Why did he do that? Because Satan is not the truth. God is the truth. God doesn't have truth or just speak truth. God isn't just truthful. He himself is the truth, right? And the truth upholds itself. It can hold itself up. But Satan, right, being a liar, a lie cannot uphold itself, right? So so what does he do? He, he gets as many people to agree with him as possible to make it seem like the truth, to create a new truth, if you will, which is, which is actually, I actually, it's interesting because when I was taking a philosophy course, there was actually a philosophical statement that said, um, when, when the majority of the people, there's a difference between a fact and an opinion, but when the majority of the people, I don't know if it, I think it was like 70% or more agree with something, it becomes a, a kind of societal fact. It becomes a type of fact, right? It becomes like a, like if the majority of the people, 75% believe green is the best color, it becomes like a type of fact. So that's what Satan does. That's exactly what he does. He, he, he gets as many people to agree as he possibly can, which is, which is, which is why he uses gossip and slander because when someone has the spirit of Jezebel or the spirit of Jezebel itself, it creates it, 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 it creates false accusations or it uses things that are true. Um, it manipulates and it, it tries to get as many people to agree with it with it as possible. The spirit of Jezebel does that kind of a grassroots campaign. You know what I mean? You're going to see these are these are when, when someone is unrepentant and under the influence of the spirit. They're, they're constantly trying to get new people to agree with them. They're constantly going around, you know, like like getting people to agree with their perspective, you know, seemingly befriending people, but getting them to agree with their perspective, because the more people I can get to agree with me, the more I can, the better I can sleep at night, the more um, the more I can make myself think that I'm right. You know, the more I can, I can, you know, uh, create a new narrative, right? And so that's what Satan, that's why he took one third of the angels to create a new narrative, um, to try to create a new truth. And that's what he's doing with humanity, right? But see, the Bible says, God says, let every man be a liar, but God be true. In other words, God is like inviting people, go ahead, be a liar. I will still be true, which is why it also says, um, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. In other words, even if, Everybody chooses to rebel against God that they will come well the truth will have to come to the light and and they everyone will have to bow to him and and just see wow his way was the right way so you know um there, there there's no avoiding that right so he doesn't need anyone to agree with him but demons and Satan their power is only based on how many people agree with them how many people worship them right and so what does when does deception happen? When does deception take place? Well, we know the whole world is under deception. Um, what happens is when, now what happens is that God visits, not everyone 
I don't I think everyone doesn't understand this. God visits every man and woman's heart alive. He visits them. Right? Because the Bible says the fool in his heart has said there is no God. But wait a second. That means that God visited that decision. God visits the decisions we didn't know we made. What do I mean by that? See, real self-deception, like when the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things, what we do is we kind of negotiate with ourselves in our hearts. Like, I want to commit this sin. This is what I want to do. But I don't want to feel bad about it. I don't want to have to confront it. So I'm going to make myself believe that I, I do this because of someone else. Because I was abandoned. Because I was mistreated. Or just because, you know what? You know what? It, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Because the Bible says God is merciful. And, it's, and everyone sins anyways. So we create these these sophisticated lies within ourselves, right? But God visits those, he visits all of our hearts, right? Which is why he gives everyone a chance to be saved. Um, the Bible says in, in, in the book of Revelations chapter three, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone should hear my voice I, and open the door, I will come dine with them and they with me. There's so much revelation there. He's saying, I, I stand at the door and knock. I knock on everyone's heart, their heart of hearts, the seed of their decision-making. Number one, they have to discern that I'm speaking. They have to perceive it. They're only going to perceive it if they want to acknowledge the truth because I am the truth, right? And if they want to acknowledge the truth, they'll, they'll acknowledge that I'm speaking. But then they still have another decision, whether to obey me or not. And if they, if they choose to obey me, they'll open the door of their heart and I will come into them and I will dine with them, which dining represents I will, I will, I will have communion with them. I will be intimate with them. I, I'll tell them I, I will... Um, when people used to sit at the dinner table, it's, it's a time that, that they they get personal and transparent. I will reveal myself to them, right? That's what he's saying. But he visits everyone's heart. But see, what happens is um, when, when there's a willingness in someone's heart, when there's a willingness in someone's heart, which is an intention, when God sees our intentions, which is why the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In other words, if your intentions are pure, you're going to see God. You know, so um, when he sees our intentions, uh, um, um, sometimes we don't even understand them, right? How many, how many of us, maybe those of you watching, got radically saved and you don't even fully understand why you got radically saved? You, you, you kind of don't understand. Um, in the book of John, chapter 14, it says um, one of the disciples asked Jesus, he, he took the step of faith and asked Jesus, why is it? You're going to reveal yourself to us. You, how is it you manifest yourself to us and not to the rest of the world? And then Jesus answered in like a parable and in, in like a riddle. He said, if anyone hears my word and keeps it, um, I will, me and my father will manifest ourselves to him and we will make our home, home in them. He said, if, if anyone loves me, if any, I'm sorry, he said, if anyone keeps my word, if anyone loves me, that's what he started with. If anyone loves me, they will keep my word and I and my father will manifest ourselves to him and make our home in him. Right. So he's Jesus is the disciple is saying, why you why you choose this? And Jesus is saying, some people love me and those that love me. <laughs> in other words, it's the intention that God looks at. Right. He looks at the intention. Um. There's another part of the Bible in the book of Daniel where, where the angel of the Lord came to Daniel and he said, Daniel, as soon as you incline your heart to understand, another translation says, as soon as you incline your heart to obey, 
your prayer was answered that is so powerful. Heaven and hell is hinging, not just on the things we say, but also of our, on, our, on our intentions. Heaven and hell are looking, are waiting on our intentions to make a move. Isn't that powerful? He's saying your intention. God saw your intention. And yes, I was withstood. I was delayed. Your answer was delayed because of the warfare, because the demons, the princes of Persia withstood me. But, but, but your prayer was already done. It was only, it wasn't a question of if, it was a question of when. As soon